though. Cheers. Are we on? Uh, yes. Cheers. We're going to start the show. Yeah. Welcome to Lisa Beats Your Meat, episode 107. Tonight? I think it's 89 or 90. Tonight's episode, or I should say this afternoon's episode, it's the middle of the day right now. Yes. 2.55. Definite, um... Uh, appropriate for cocktails but tonight's episode is all about how corona seltzers are the best drink ever that's a good start no i'm just kidding it's not but i would really like to make some time to talk about it because they're delicious and it's like a big thing in my life yeah i I just noticed you had one to drink we can start off with a corona seltzer you also are drinking a margarita yeah a bold move i learned how to salt the rim with lime? Yeah, I didn't know that. I tried what were you with, trying to do? I tried it with water when we were at the lake. No. <laughs> it didn't go well. You made a really strong margarita for your sister. Yeah, so my margarita that I read is three parts tequila, one part... Contro. What's that called? Contro. Mm-hmm. And then or one contro, part I don't know. lime. Yeah. But the math is easy if you just do three shots of tequila, one shot of Contro, there's your three to one. So that's what I made at the lake. You put three shots in that? Not this, but at the lake, yeah. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? I gave it to my sister and it had like one little fleck of salt on it. Yeah. I couldn't figure out how to get it on there. She drank it and then she was like, that was disgusting. (laughs) No, Um, she didn't. She did. She like whispered it to me. Wow. And then she was like, messed up, Jacqueline. She was like, give me a Corona seltzer. She listens to this. I'm just kidding. I'm whatever. Anyways, um, we're back. We've been out of action for a while. There's a lot going on in our personal lives. There's a lot going on in the world. A um, little bit. We'll get to all of that and our take on that. Um, I guess like an update on our personal lives. We are in contract on this flip house that we were working on and it was way more work than we thought it was going to be because we paid people to do work and apparently they don't do that. So we, um, <laughs> yeah. we had to do a lot of it, and but it's fine. Knock on wood, we're in contract. It's like... If anybody out there like buys and sells houses, um, when you're in contract, like it's exciting, but you're never, you never like celebrate until like the closing hits because like people fall out of contract all the time. Yeah, in the last two years, we've fallen out of like, every single house we've sold. Like four. Yeah, but every single house. Yeah, has fallen out of its original contract. Yeah, which is crazy. But this one. We Very feel good. excited about it. It's like a really cute house. I love it. We're going to make a ton of money off of it. <laughs> so that's exciting. You probably won't be hearing from us again. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No. Um. So that's our personalized. Anything else? We, we just keep some, going on trip. But we went to the Outer Banks. We which did. Which was awesome. We socially distanced down there. It's my uncle's house. So it wasn't like. Um, yeah. It was like my own family's germs. You know, you always feel a little bit easier. Not much vegan stuff there yet duck donuts oh. you can get a d- vegan donut if you call them like a few days in advance that's, so i guess that can tie into today's bitching fest that's gonna go down here in five or so minutes but i always am mind boggled by companies or businesses that have a vegan option and they run out of it immediately and i'm like why don't you guys just order or make more of this like 
I taught seventh grade economics. I I understand the seventh graders understood the law of supply and demand. Yes. You clearly have a demand and you have zero supply. Get more until you have extra. If you're running your out amount. of something at 9 a.m. and you opened at 8, maybe order a couple more donuts. Seems to be a theme, though, even here in Columbus. The, yeah, v- like, the vegan donuts who've had the same complaint. Yeah. You walk in hour after they're open. Why didn't you just get more? I don't know. It's really, really annoying. A lot of annoying things going on with well, the vegan world today. And I'm going to talk awesome, about them. Though. And we went... To Cayuca, uh, which is cool. Cayuca Lake, New York. Yeah. Drank all the vegan wine. White wine. That's <laughs> the best. Saw a little white wine, Lisa. A little bit. I was tamed. Um. Anyways, uh, and now we're here. We're home. Yeah, it's summer break. I don't have to go to work. We finished Jimmy, this house. So Jimmy hasn't worked in like four or five months. Four. Four months? Since March. Yeah. Six months. That's six months. No, five months. Jesus. Mary and Joseph. Yeah. It looks like there's none in the future either. No. We were just listening to um, our governor talk about his guidelines for schools. And so Jimmy's a teacher. We've probably mentioned that before. I used to be a teacher. He teaches high school. And so our local district, which I'm sure everyone's dealing with this, is the big question is not businesses and restaurants at schools it's when are school when are kids gonna go back to school and that's really when life would kind of go back to normal but um the district that jimmy works for it's literally the most evil district in the world but um corrupt they put, poorly run very poorly run they put out a um uh like recommendations that said like elementary kids will go to school two days a week and they'll rotate those two depending on like your like first letter of your alphabet or whatever or your last name. And then that high school kids would just stay home for the first two quarters, distance learn. And elementary teachers did not like that proposal. I'd, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. Um, as much as I don't want to go to work, um, people need to go to work. Yeah. And if you're home with your kids... I mean, and you can't... It's just at a standstill. Yeah. So you, you have to send these kids to school. I think that's what the governor was just saying, that the national something of pediatrics said... They said send your kids to school. We need seats. Yeah. Bodies and seats. Let's go. It's fine. Well, we're I mean, we're going to be okay. Think about like developmental, like for... A, like if you're looking at a kid's, you know, um, I guess their benefit or their loss. Like I feel like kids need to go to school. Yeah. But then you look at like the teachers, you know, you got a lot of old ass teachers that don't that have a lot of those underlying conditions, you know? What are they gonna do? This yeah. just again and again and again. If anybody no one's learning this lesson. No one is. But I'm gonna reiterate it again and again and again. Throughout this whole pandemic, people should be frightfully aware to lessen those secondary conditions if you can. Like I, we have friends and everyone probably does who during this time off, we've seen people get incredibly aware and healthy and in shape that maybe weren't. And then we've seen the opposite. We've seen people not do anything and get, yeah. you know, fat and lazy <laughs> and, you know, drunk and high all day. Yeah. And well, I mean, you can get drunk and high all day. But you just got to. Gotta eat healthy. Get exercise. Forget to close your rings. I'm just, I'm just saying that that seems to be a lesson that no one's considering, which is very aggravating as someone who's so health conscious because it's like, 
me being healthy in this society helps others. I'm not a drain on our healthcare. I'm going to get this herd immunity or, you know, I'm going to like get my antibodies going, which is if everyone had that kind of same mentality, then we would be fast over this faster, you know? Yeah. But it's not like, you know, if you can't control your your other secondary conditions. I get that. But, but if you can, this should be a huge wake-up call. It should be a huge wake-up call. Yeah. Because it's not like, I mean, we said this before, it's not like this pandemic is not going to come back. It's not like we're not going to have COVID 2023. We're going to. I just read an article that there's a new strain of flu coming out of, I think, China again that we haven't seen yet. And they're like, "Uh uh-oh, this could be just as bad. But yeah, I mean, this is a vegan show at its heart. And I mean, so most people listening to this are probably vegan or someone in that direction, but... I think this opens up a new conversation that you can have with the non-vegans mm-hmm. um, that, you know, obviously you don't have to be totally vegan to be healthier, but, right. you know, the plant-based world and the vegan world, uh, they seem to be doing all right in terms of health and, and weight and other conditions. So let's talk about tonight's theme. And I'm like, like mean about you it. You ready to get to this? Tonight's theme or subject or you know, whatever you want to call it, is how politically polarizing is it to be vegan? And how wrong is that? (laughs) Yeah. This is a controversial thing. Yeah. um, Extremely. But it came to light, I think, mostly through social networks. (laughs) B-M-F-S. Yes. If you're... If you're a vegan, you're probably part of social groups online. Yeah, Facebook. Um, I mean, it's a great source of a lot of information, and that's what it should have stayed. It should have stayed. Oh, hi! Look at this vegan restaurant. They serve really good food. Or this restaurant has these options. Yeah, or, check out this recipe. Oh, or... I love this. But nowadays, if you go on any sort of vegan group, and I think it's, I mean, in Columbus here, I've. I've fucking lost my mind over Vegan Columbus on the Facebook, but I'm sure it's the same wherever you. It's so politically polarizing and driven, and it's upsetting because it's a lot of reasons, but we shouldn't be um, shutting the door on people who think differently than we do, well, and yeah, that's let's... what these fucking groups are doing. <laughs> yeah, so you have, you know, we live in Columbus, Ohio, which is like every major major city going Jimmy, through some. Jimmy, it's called Flavor Town. Oh yeah, now? they want to change it to. They want to get rid of the name Columbus. And it's Flavor Town. Um, they took down our statue yesterday, a giant statue of Christopher Which Columbus. We do not have time to go into that. <laughs> we'll set that aside. Um, but Columbus vegan. You know, there's mm-hmm. probably a Los Angeles vegan, a Cleveland vegan, and then we also were on an Ohio vegan Facebook page. Um, and then there's Twitter groups and things like that. But I'm going to specifically call out vegan Columbus. Yeah, well, let's give the example where this all started, okay? Yeah, go for it. Um, so if you've listened to the show, you could tell I'm probably not politically the typical vegan. You know, apparently a vegan has to be incredibly liberal. And right now with Black Lives Matter and COVID and all these things that have gotten very political, mm-hmm. that works its way into these groups. And it's kind of annoying. And vegan Columbus, like, Someone would be like, oh, um, I'm going down to help the protesters all day. When I get home now, I don't have as much time to make 
yeah. dinner? What should I make? Yes. It's like you had to. Clearly had to you plug. Had, had a horseshoe in there. I'm less racist than you yeah, are. Shoehorn. I meant to say shoehorn horseshoe. Um, but yeah, that. No, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a virtue signal. It's a way of tying in your, your wonderful efforts um, into a site that's about being vegan. Now, that being said, being vegan is about being compassionate. And if you feel that, you know, that ties into Black Lives Matter or COVID or whatever the heck's going on, so be it. This is, this is the public forum. This is Facebook. Um, I don't think we should be talking politics all day on a vegan form, mm-hmm. but it's if it's going to come in there, let it come in there. Yeah, that's where that's this gets the frustrating. problem. Yeah, let's make that very, very clear here. At Lisa beats your meat. <laughs> Is that if you feel the need to talk about political issues or non-political issues? Maybe like I've seen a lot of people say, like Black Lives Matter isn't a political issue. I get your sentiment. I 100% understand where you're coming, that it's you're so passionate about it that it's not a political thing. But here's the thing. It has gotten, parts of it has gotten very political. But if you want to talk about it on Vegan Columbus or New York Columbus or South Philly Columbus, whatever. <laughs> Columbus, you mean vegan? Or vegan whatever. <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it all you want. Here's the problem. Administrators of those groups may not for any reason, Putin up and cancel out my comments or delete my shit. Censoring comments is insane. It's not okay because we're all adults. There's no, you know, if you joined this group, you're not, um, I'm, you, I'm hoping you had, you did. You have to go through some sort of like yeah, you have answer little questionnaire. Are you 18 and older? Or are you vegan? Right. Why do you want to be in this group? So clearly you entered into this group with sound mind. You should be able to, I mean, if there's horrible comments on here, you can, you be an adult. You respond like an adult. You take it like an adult. You can hear it like an adult. The fact that they're, they're uh, deleting comments just goes against every fiber of my being. I like, if I want to post Hitler is my favorite vegan, (laughs) don't fucking take it down. Oh, he actually was vegan. Um, But yes, that's the point here. When you, start to censor people it's it's this you give someone the tiniest bit of power and they feel all high and mighty say that again facebook vegan columbus y'all have the tiniest bit of power do you understand that i'll tell i'll show you what happened to me here but preface it with just saying that when you take away this is what I teach my students. I'm a government teacher. I teach politics. I try to teach my students how to have open, honest conversations about the government. That's what America is. We ha- we have been disagreeing since we wrote the Constitution, and those disagreements have come together with consensus, and that's why we have such a great system. Yeah, because through we conversations. Have, through conversation, through-, through balancing, through checks, not through censorship, not through taking away people's ideas. Not through um, rewriting history. Not through social media. Go have a goddamn conversation with someone in the fucking face to face. So anyway, someone posts on Vegan Columbus, which is our local Facebook page. Um, and you probably know this if you're vegan, you've seen this or you're active actually no this has nothing to do with being vegan but if you're active in politics and black lives matter and things that's been going on there was a false article shared that starbucks would not let its employees wear black lives matter stuff isn't also side note like isn't um starbucks uniform just black yes like what is if i owned a (laughs) roofing company 
and we wore polos that said Murray Roofing. Yeah. Sorry, bro, you got to wear that to work. Yeah. And that's that's where I'm coming from. But Starbucks didn't even do this. Yeah. Um, but someone that works at a Starbucks probably thought that tweeted that they, their boss that they couldn't wear like a pin right. or something. And our media takes that now as an actual source and writes articles on it. And then the AP picks it up and then everyone has it. Anyways, a stupid article said that Starbucks is not allowing their workers to wear Black Lives Matter shit. So someone the, posted so that. So someone posted on Vegan Columbus, which has nothing to do with being vegan. And they were like, and fuck Starbucks. I ain't paying. I'm not buying shit from there. Yeah. First of all, I like Starbucks. I'm sorry. At least you're not a I Starbucks like fan. I don't like Starbucks. Uh, I like them. Actually, they, not, they just they have a Beyond Sausage Sandwich now. I like that. Um, but here's my literal quote. Comment. Comment. Quote, love Starbucks, period. Not sure if this is true, but glad they're staying out of this. <laughs> And then, end of end of comment. And then you That's were it. banished from existence. Yeah. So I wake up the next morning and I'm just tooling around the whole Facebook, which I shouldn't be doing anyways. You really should. Um, and I get a message saying I have been muted from the page. I'm not allowed to comment. I'm allowed to act, be active or participate in the page for four days because I made disparaging remarks or slurs. Um, relating to race, class, gender, disability, or illness, trans status, body size, sexual orientation, ethnicity. This is, this is the the yeah. group two rule that I violated by saying, love Starbucks, not sure if this is true, but glad they're staying out of this. And what I meant by that is, this is getting incredibly political. Um, I don't want to have to not get a cup of coffee that I like because some stupid fake article on the internet. Fake. That's the oh, yeah. point I was making. I don't care what, you know, Home Depot CEO is doing. I need a two by four to fix this house I'm working on. Like, I don't want to have to make these. But anyways, so yeah. that, that was my comment. I don't even, re- I don't need to justify my comment. Like within reason, if, if Home I Depot's- own a coffee shop, I'm sorry, you're wearing my fucking uniform. No, no, no. I, I know what that means. But if Home Depot CEO was murdering cats in his spare time, I probably wouldn't support um yeah, yeah, Home yeah, Depot. yeah but the that's not the point the point is like okay if, if the story was true uh, maybe maybe i'd follow it you know but the story is not true and it's so it's such a ludicrous headline that you know it's not true yeah they would never oh in this climate do right. that nobody would so that's why i was like this is just dumb and so you I, got banned so anyways, yeah then- i got banned i couldn't comment i couldn't have the conversation that was being had about my comment. Yeah. Um, and not only that, then everything that well started, I started to have the conversation and then all of that went away. They took it all away, mm-hmm. made it, made me just disappear. And yeah, it's enraging. I mean, it's a little group. It's a little conversation, There's but it goes a long way. In there. And I guess the, the big takeaway from this that I had arguments with the administrators because I was bored and drunk, I guess, um, one-on-one is that, if you have to be a raging liberal who prescribes to everything that's happening right now on the on the left to be vegan, you're you're cutting it. You're cutting all those people off. Half this country does not think the way the other half does. Let's reiterate that. That's yeah. so upsetting <laughs> because listen, this is a this Lisa beats your meat is a a form. It's a media form. It's very underground. It's very raw. <laughs> We're literally underground right now in the basement. But we share ideas. We talk to people. Listen to the show. We do. But we always welcome any idea or viewpoint. Here's the thing: is that like the the media in general. I mean, you got 
your Fox News and your CNNs. And most people have, you know, or not most people, there's two, there's two types of ideology. And if you're vegan and you just, you know, push it, push it, push it that you're a liberal and you, you're down with those, those, you know, views, which is not wrong. And I'm not saying like, I don't even believe that way, but I just believe that to call people out politically that really doesn't have anything to do with being vegan is doing a disservice to being vegan. What if you have a, what if you have a Trump loving, gun loving, um, you know, hillbilly who wants to be vegan and he goes on vegan Columbus and it's like, he's not allowed to be vegan. Apparently he's he's not allowed. And that I just like the mission of veganism is for the what animals, health, environment, yes. all these things we talk about, but only half of us only can half be in of this it club. Are, it's okay. I just have a real problem. Like I have my political thoughts about a lot of stuff, but I think Jimmy and I have talked about this a lot before. Is that we were both social studies teachers, and there's a way to go about your life, um, or there's a way to present yourself unbiasedly to the world. There really is. And I did it while I was teaching. Jimmy did it while he was teaching. Um, I think he probably did it throughout this podcast because Jimmy fucking loves Trump. Whoa, out of the closet. is probably shocking for a lot of you guys. <laughs> but but my point is that like he likes Trump or I feel a certain way or I don't feel a certain way. But it doesn't mean that you know we have to be written off or or yeah. not written off or oh we're a part of a club now because we like these people or we're not a part of the club like the fact that we're vegan should be separate from um a lot of it yeah that's or, what, I or mean, not separate it just should be an open discussion and not so closed off yeah and we don't talk a lot of politics on here but it is important in it terms is a of political thing though i mean there is legislation that's passed that, I'm, yeah that, i'm saying it's it's important for veganism i mean politics and you know subsidizing and things like that we've talked about that that a lot on here and yeah so a trump loving vegan can be prob- exist can exist yeah and many do actually but when it comes to politics if you're accepting everyone you know maybe a certain senator or a governor or a city council member is not you know, doing what you would like them to do. I mean, if, if they have to be liberal, mm-hmm. if they have to be a Democrat or they have to be a socialist um, to fit into the vegan world, then you're we're never going to get there. We're never. This has to be a message that hits everybody. We're never going to get there. like it. In the, that's why that in the free market, when you take politics out of it, it does get everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you can get a fucking vegan sandwich at Burger King. Right. Like take politics out of it that was just an open market that didn't involve democrats republicans because if it was just democrats going to burger king or just republicans going to burger king there would be no vegan sandwich yeah they'd be to- they'd be presenting that to half the country i mean i don't want to harp on this i want to like move on i guess and yeah talk- and talk about vegan police i'm just kidding well, no um, that's what i was actually no, get- no, no. getting to i do want to get there but i just would like to voice my sincere disappointment and maybe you're an admin in some sort of vegan group out there don't censor people's thoughts even if those yeah, you thoughts, don't have to agree with them even me. if those thoughts are completely wrong even if it's hitler is my favorite vegan that's wrong get it totally understand <laughs> it but it is doubly wrong to delete that 
because of someone it's like the worst it's like when I got in like a a messaging with somebody they were like well people can find that offensive let people find that offensive yeah let them have that conversation now the one thing I would be okay with censoring um, at least with some kind of back and forth before you do it is there are a lot of trolls that come into vegan groups and they're yeah. like, I love bacon or something stupid like that. Or oh. how do I cut this this deer's head off that I right. just killed? They do that. But yeah, not and, even. And they don't I need to be in there. I wouldn't even censor them. Well, you just don't the, want them all in there. But you, I mean, no, it wouldn't no, no, censor no, them on. immediately. But I'd say this is why you're not going to be able to be in my group. I wouldn't even censor that. Hell no. Because I would like to think that my vegan comrades are intelligent people that would just rip that comment a new one. Yeah. You know, we're adults. That's what kills me about this whole cancel culture and blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't have to watch shit if you don't like it. If some comedian did something that you don't like, let the natural laws of money make its decision. Don't support that person. Don't watch it. Like, it's not your job to tell me what I can and can't do. How upsetting. (laughs) Yes. And that's where the minority comes in and... And kind of ruins it for everyone because a lot of these things that are happening, it's a small amount of people, whether it's I mean, we don't want to get into the statues, but a giant statue of Christopher Columbus that's kind of the head of our city that's named Columbus, Ohio, got taken down yesterday. And I think maybe 40 people out of the 800,000 people in Columbus support that. Listen, I'm I'm going to tell you. Our mayor thinks, I don't know. I'm going to tell you how I feel about that. Okay, Listen. let's talk about the statue. Christopher Columbus was taken down, as are a lot of other statues um, being taken down. A lot of like Confederate statues and then the... Well, most have been taken down by, yeah, just, uh, what do you call it? Looters? Rioters? Yeah, like, yeah. There was a statue... Illegally. I think, I think I mentioned this to you. There was a statue that was like a monument to Holocaust survivors that was like defaced and taken down. Yeah. Like, y'all are... That's not cool. Well, the one in D.C. that there was just a... He's a black tour guide who gives DC tours. Uh-huh. It's called like Black DC Tours, and he takes and that was taken black out? people around. It was a monument that the about abolitionists that the slaves pooled their money together to pay for to put this thing up. I, and I still don't know what the justification is for wanting to take that out. I'm sure there's there's some attempt. I but, would but hope the guy, that's a fluke, you know. Yeah, but the guy that it was just interesting to watch this video. The guy standing there with a megaphone in front of it. Just he's like, I run a tour group. I literally feed my family with the money that I get to show this statue and other things as proud members of, you know, the black DC community yeah. where this country was founded and you know, we it's just crazy. I can't okay, it's crazy. So, but anyways, but I want to talk yeah. about Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus. He's not vegan, and then I want to talk about how if you're a vegan you can still like police. <laughs> but um Christopher Columbus That statement's amazing. Listen, Christopher Columbus was a bad he, a bad dude, okay? He did some good in his life in that I guess he did some profound things is more like a, a better way to put it. Like, bad things did he do? Oh my god, Jimmy. He really did. <laughs> I'm not though. saying he didn't do bad things. He really like- did. He like he like had a diary where he wrote some of the stuff um he cut off people's ears as like punishment he had people like um they had like slaves um tied up around their neck and if they couldn't untie the thing the rope he would just cut off their heads he was bad listen yeah. like he was he had like a female that um 
she was naked because that's like the tribe. That's how they like live their life because they're in like a warm climate. And he was like, I brought her into my cabin and she was naked because that's how they were. And I tried to touch her and she just kept knifing me. So I had to get out my whip and like, um, like tell her what's up. And then he was like, and then I gave her. Where did you read this? I, I researched it. And then wow. he was like, I gave her to the crew to have pleasure with. Okay. Like he literally, he, but he was a bad guy. He was. Yeah. And, uh, no one needed to um, convince me of that. I, I understand that yeah, yeah. like a lot of these people that kind of brought up this country were bad guys. I get it that like uh, these white males did some <laughs> bad shit. They did. Yeah. But this was just a missed opportunity for an education. And that's really my whole goal is this education piece. But Christopher Columbus, it, instead of taking him away and erasing him and changing our name to Flavortown, I, I want to sit down with my 11-year-old right now and I want to tell him, listen, this is literally what's up, you know? Like, this is what our our city is named after. But I want you to know the whole truth of what's going on. Yeah, and like, now that statue's gone and yeah. I, I can still have that conversation. But that whole, uh, I mean. Like, this is I'm why always, we I'm put just, this guy on a pedestal, but this is why we shouldn't maybe. Yes. Put him on a pedestal. I just I think we lost the opportunity to have clarity or clarify history. Clarity in history. You don't need to rewrite it. You don't need to erase it. You can just clarify it, which is aggravating also. And this is not vegan, but like I was a teacher for uh, 11 years. I subbed for a total of it was like 15 years in the school system. Right. So I was in there for a while and a lot of stuff that keeps coming up on social media is like, you know, you didn't teach this. You didn't teach this. You didn't teach this. Honey boo boo. <laughs> I taught all that motherfucking shit. Okay. I researched. We all do. It's in our, it's even in our curriculums. It, like, it is. I mean, it is to extent. There was, there was but like, like, I looked up my Howard Zinn articles. I read the people's history of the U.S. Like, I know what happened to the Irish and the Italians. Like, don't tell me what I did or did not teach because I taught it all. And you know what? I guess that school system should be begging to have me back because all those kids that I taught, y'all got a real ass history. Okay. You didn't get some cookie cutter thing, but I don't, I think I'm part of the norm. I don't think that I was um, one of the few. I think that most of the teachers that I taught were like, listen to, look, look, listen to this fucked up shit that happened. Yeah. But, but I think when you erase those monuments, when you erase those things, when you take them away, Slowly but surely, who's going to have that conversation anymore? Yeah. And like what you just said about Christopher Columbus, like I didn't know that. So maybe we don't need a giant Columbus at the at, at the head of our city. But it. we also live in a very cool community that that used to be a Confederate um, prison mm -hmm. during the Civil War. So we live in Ohio in the north, and this is where they brought Confederate prisoners. Mm -hmm. So. After the Civil War, obviously. That's why you know, our radon levels are so high. Because there's yeah. so many dead bodies. That's weird. Isn't there might that? be fucking Confederate soldiers beneath us right 100%, now. 100% there's Confederate soldiers beneath us. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, but so we have a cemetery that has hundreds and hun thousands, I think, of thousands. Confederate soldier like 3, gravestones right at the end of our street. And yes, obviously Confederates, bad. The North was good. We won. Um, sorry, South, but yeah, the North won with an anti-slavery message and a, you know, freedom of whatever. But 50 years later, like they didn't put this 
cemetery up with a statue like the day after the Civil War. No. Over 50 years. I think it was almost a hundred years. It was it was like in like the late twentieth century. Like when we might have been alive when this went together. I don't know math. So. Maybe like the eighties or something. But they put together a monument to say, you know what? These were still Americans. This was a war. They're this just is still, history. They're still human beings. They're human beings, exactly. The Southern soldiers didn't own slaves. So w- the Civil War was about slavery, but to Johnny Joe from Kentucky, right. it wasn't. It was about the government and, telling you what you can and cannot do. But so also, anyways, maybe Johnny Joe was uneducated and didn't know better. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people miss. Is yeah. that Johnny Joe didn't have the tools to figure out what was right and wrong. So some he did what he was told. Twenty-two-year-old, you know, white kid who grew up in the suburbs and went to Ohio State and and got a car when he was 16 from his dad um, wants to go spray paint and kick these fucking statues down it's really sad great and and they don't know the history and it's gonna get worse because now the history's not even gonna be there to at least see when you walk down the street they don't know what happened obviously they wouldn't climb up and destroy these statues which they have and and violating yeah oh no they're kicking down like like gravestones yeah not like, even just like the main statues. These of weren't whoever. just a bunch They're of guys that are like, I want to keep my slaves in the basement and grabbing yeah. guns and heading to the north. Like, I just it's just it's education for me. Yeah. It's just education, and when you take away the conversation, that's when we go. Yeah, well, that's when we go backwards. It's history. We don't have to be like that. No, and just, wouldn't we, this be a great opportunity to say? Look at this BS that happened. Let's grow from that. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's move forward. Like I, I just I get so mad about the teaching thing. Like I did a terrorism unit in my class where we'd play a game and I'd I'd tell them a situation and I'd uh, make the all the players in the situation they were like anonymous. You know, I'd be like person A and person B or whatever, and they were all like um, things that have happened in history. So one was like a lot like there's like Palestine and um Israel Israel and then the US's involvement in that and so like all those the names would be gone and I would tell them what happened and then we would guess you know who did what and it was yeah the US was always in the wrong like they were always the <laughs> bad player but I, you know, all my kids, like, they guessed oh, it. Oh, you they wouldn't didn't know, know that if it was the U.S. Or yeah. Israel doing I'd this. I'd be like, I'd be like, um, country Zinzibar, like, gave country blue uh, munitions to fight country Corona, or, you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would be like, ooh, I wonder who's who. And then I would tell them, and they would be like, no shit. I had no fucking idea. Yeah, and that's, and that's how it should be. It's just education. Oh. You should be able to walk down... It's called Sul- Sul- Sullivan Ave by the. It's the number one highest prostitute street in the country. Is it number one? Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Which leads me. That's I'd never pick them up on that street because I know that there's a lot of cops. Leads me to my next point and my last point is that uh, police in I'm just gonna be very real with y'all <laughs> is that police in my neck of the woods are insanely important for yeah. so many reasons. We live in a pretty dangerous uh not dangerous. We live no, in a, in the a, hilltop is the number one in crime in yeah, the city. Yeah. Crime, but I don't feel like 
Oh, like dangerous crime? Like violent crime. Like I don't oh, feel like I'm in and there's some pretty nasty crime, but but it's all related to either some kind of gang or some kind of yeah. drug deal or some kind of like, like I don't feel like you or I or our children are in danger, but we do live in a very like crime ridden area. Right. Cars get stolen. Um. Oh, pub. my my point is, is that if you live um in a community where you or you if you think the police. Um, are a bad presence if you feel threatened by them or you know you you've never had a good encounter with them <laughs> you probably live in the suburbs i'm just yeah, kidding no <laughs> um i feel really i feel really bad for you because the police for me in my neighborhood are very much protectors and i'm not saying that there are not bad police because there are just like there's bad people all over the yeah, place there's been, there was a terrible one in our police force recently oh yeah who like speaking of the prostitutes in Sullivan? Do you remember that story? Oh, he killed he a prostitute. Killed one, yeah, yeah, that was bad. That's bad. There's bad. There's bad ones. There's, yeah. And there needs to be reforms, and there needs to be new training, and there needs to be ways of weeding out bad ones. Totally get it, one hundred percent. But I live in an area where I need the police. I need their force. I need them to feel comfortable to do their job. I need them to be a strong presence. I need them to be fully funded because, to be honest, like I see those tax dollars. I see what they're doing i see like how important they are yeah and i just i feel really badly for people who don't have this sentiment towards police officers because it's probably like really awful to think that there's these people out there with guns that can hurt you and will hurt you where i see and i and i i don't feel that way and it's not based on my my ethnicity or where I come white from. White girl with blue eyes. I came from a very nice area <laughs> and I moved into where I live now. Yeah. I moved into a very highly crime ridden area because I wanted to be here. But I'm just saying like I see yeah, the, the police we, as my protectors and it scares the shit out of me. I, I'm, a, I'm a vegan and it scares the shit out of me to think that my police are going to slowly but surely not want to do their jobs for whatever reasons. Yeah, and... To tie it back into the main conversation, um, I got personal messages from that vegan Columbus, you know, example that we kicked it off with from police officers. Um, and there was one on there that didn't get censored, but mm-hmm. he got berated. He was a police officer Who's who was vegan. a vegan, not even who knows what his political beliefs are, but he did have a bias towards police and it was don't fucking throw rocks at us right. and don't tell us we're pieces of shit because we get up every day and leave our wives and, and husbands and children to come out and protect our communities. Like that's insanity. And that those people were being censored. Um, so the thing that we have to remember as vegans and as humans is that we are a community and a cop or a teacher or whatever you are is just a person. They're mm-hmm. the, the guy next door. They have a dad and a daughter and a husband and a wife or whatever. They're just regular people. Yeah. So if you don't like what, you know, the system is doing, then go after the system. But don't hurt these people that are here to help you. Mm-hmm. And as a vegan, don't ostracize people who are part of your message, part right. of your community. Like, as a vegan, that's one of the most important things in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish I was more influential on my family um, and my friends, I haven't apparently been that successful <laughs> trying to get them to be vegan, but um, I hope that someday, and I know a lot of you know people that I care about have at least Tried headed it. in this direction of being more health conscious and what you're going to eat and eating good things. And 
um, you know, and the benefits environmentally and physically and covidly and you all this keep, stuff. Like bringing it back to being vegan, and I keep like, no, I'd like to talk about something else. Yeah, yeah, but no, I mean that's I like to have that conversation too. Our our perspective, I think, is a valid one. And yeah, I would like to give po po. I would like to give the advice or the conversation that I had with my students whenever we would talk about police brutality. And keep in mind, my kids lived in the Hilltop. They lived in the highest crime you know rates in columbus yeah people are getting shot within five blocks of us they didn't like day. the police they they did have um you know a broken relationship with the police they didn't call the police when shit went down i can tell you that much which is a problem <laughs> um but the the conversation i had with them when i was like listen you're gonna come encounter with a police officer i need you to you know Whatever the situation is where you're in a situation with a police officer, I need you to consider that police officer as a crazy person, okay? And a crazy person with a gun telling you to do whatever they're telling you to do, you fucking do it because they're a crazy person with a gun. I need you to look at that situation and say, what is the fastest, safest way for me to get out of this situation? Now, police officers might encounter these kids and they might be racist they might be wrong they might ask them to do things that you know are incorrect or are wrong or they might you know they might hurt infringe their rights or whatever it is whatever that police officer is in the wrong but in that moment I need my student or my former students to look at it and say what is the quickest safest way I can get out of this not to look at it and say I'm gonna have myself a little mini protest against this police officer yeah. right now. No. And you know what? This is the same sentiment that my father taught me. I don't know if that That's was a- privilege, but this is this is the situation that I've always, you know, been taught and been told. Uh, consider, and not even consider police officers, consider everyone a crazy person. And every situation you have, any encounter you have, look at the safest, fastest way to get out of that. And if the safest, fastest way is to get out of your car or put your hands on your head or or do things that are demeaning or to, that make you feel really bad inside, tough shit because your life is worth more. Yeah. I, 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 and, I, sorry. That's... Sorry. No, that's amazing. I've never even, I don't know if I've ever heard you say that. Um, but that's Step a, into my classroom. Yeah, that's a very good point in perspective. Now, I'll preface it with saying, I think 99% of police officers aren't bad and they're not ill-willed, but let's just pretend they are. Yeah. I mean, same thing. If I wake up in the middle of the night because someone kicked my front door in they're a crazy and person. they stick an AK-47 in my temple, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, you didn't, you motherfucker. (laughs) I'm going to fight you. Yeah. Like, because you're a dick. Yeah. Like, Like, I'm going to be like, whatever you want. Right. Like, here's my money. Here's my, I'll deal with this when this particular scenario is over. And that's, and that's what I reiterated. And this is, this is very controversial, but I'm sad to say that in 99%, in my opinion, of all of these unfortunate deaths, Mm -hmm. um, complete compliance and allowing the arrest to happen would have kept a lot of these young men alive. And Not all of them. I uh, mean, there there's some bad... Sina- well, but sit- here's the thing, is that though, those are bad cops, right? Yeah. Or they use misjudgment in each of those situations. Yeah, they're the crazy person. George Floyd was killed by a shitty cop, but yes. George Floyd was being pushed into a car. If he got into the car... 
that would have He'd be alive. Right. So, but here's the disservice that I guess these many little protests and these deaths, it's horrible. No one wants people to die, like 100%. But here's the disservice that's happening in each of those scenarios is that now this victim is not there to say these complaints to to pile on those complaints to make their voice heard with their police department to make sure that the the policies and the punishments that we have in place are followed through and that's that's a disservice to the growth of police yeah is that now we just look at these you know george floyd the person that killed george floyd um he's clearly going to go to prison and he's in trouble but if if we went through the proper protocol we didn't have to reach that part you yeah. know, and that, and we didn't have to kill someone. And yeah, when I talk to my students, you know, as a government teacher, I teach the three branches of government. You have the lawmakers, the legislative branch. You have the enforcers, the cops, the executive branch, and then you have the judicial system that decides if things are fair or not. So when a police officer, until my kids approaches you, and you do not think what they are doing is fair. You use the justice yeah, department. Then, then that's where the, you, so you don't need to deal that with the cop. But you have to take it. I mean, I got a speeding ticket, which is which is small potatoes in this conversation. But I was fucking livid. And to be honest, I don't like authority. I I like cops as individuals because again, they're people in my community. But I don't like the fact that there's a lot of people out there with this chip on their shoulder, whether it's oh, yeah. vegan Columbus or right. a cop. Like I, I am anti-government in a lot of sense so i don't really you know it's obey but but question i was so fucking pissed that i got this ticket that i felt was unjustified i still have it yeah because when i got to the justice part of it to the judicial branch i actually didn't have to pay the ticket no i was right yeah and we're really all over the place no we're 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 pretty uh but i'm just saying if i if i took it up with that police officer and said fuck you at that moment yeah i'm bringing cookies to fucking firehouses on 9-11 and you gave me a speeding ticket that was unjustified that's a whole different story but the point is and that's that's a terrible example because i'm not talking about someone getting gunned down by the police but i'm saying with your example and my example if you disagree with the scenario that's happening in front of you by the enforcement of that law that guy's not at liberty to take that up he yeah. is not the judge. He is not going to decide how long you're in jail. He's not going to decide you're fine. No, it's just, it's been. He's made a decision and his safety at that moment is just as important as yours. Yeah. More I important ju- I in just, my opinion. I do. I feel like a lot of people have lost faith in our justice department and I get that. But it's, maybe it has some cracks and maybe it's a, it needs some polishing up, but it's not, it's not broken. It's pretty fucking good actually. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. But it's not broken and to throw it out and to want to start to new and want to, you know, do these super progressive reforms. It's just, it's, it's going to be really hard. And I just, I need, I need there to be some faith in what has already been established. And it's, Just like I need them, the faith in the fact that our city is named Columbus you know, we can be informed about the past without erasing it. I am opposed to changing the name of Columbus to unless Town? it's Flavortown. I'm, uh, if yeah. it is Flavortown, I'm, I'm on board. Anything else? It's so funny because it's actually you. like Columbus. I don't think it's not like some <laughs> southern country or southern city that's like barbecue capital of like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is? I don't think we have a lot of flavor. <laughs> some, you know, some, some idiot just said it and it caught wind. I guess. It's a good one. But 
Yeah. All in all, listen, this was a lot of bitching. It was a lot of um, we, exposing ourselves politically, I guess. I don't think I exposed how I feel. No, but. Lisa's, I mean, Lisa and I aren't politically on the same page. But the point we're making is that you don't have to be. Yeah. That's not what being vegan is about. And if you stick to one political viewpoint and you only allow that into your world, into your vegan world, mm-hmm. you're only letting half the country in. Just, it's pretty down the middle. This country, missing. half are Republican, half are Democrat, or half are conservative, half are liberal. Don't ostracize a whole half of the country when you're trying to spread a message that could save everybody. You could make people live longer, happier lives. Right. Don't, don't exclude half the country from that. Got it. Got it, Mr. Murray. You got it. Yeah. Good, good teaching. I'm going to yeah. go, like, I got to go teach someone something, you know? Yeah, right. I'm going to go do that uh, terrorist that's, activity, like, with you. I'm like, guess who it was. We're like, no, you see, they didn't actually do it uh-huh. like that. Oh, but they did. <laughs> they did, though. Yeah, we've done shitty stuff as a country for we've sure. We've done super shitty stuff as a country. It's fine. Listen, end of the day, be vegan. It's the best. Abvi. Super good, tasty. You'll be better off for it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Please, please leave us a comment. Oh, not on this episode, though. Actually, no. No, No, do it. If you fucking disagree with us, email us. I'm sure there's going to be some disagreements for the tens of listeners that we have. So We have lots of listeners. I'm just kidding. But, again, don't exclude. He's crying. I can finish it up. Don't, just don't exclude people. Yeah. Especially from this message. Right. Um, you don't you don't have to agree with anything that we say. Thanks okay. for listening. We'll be back soon. Yeah, hopefully. Or we'll be canceled. We can get kicked off of, we can get kicked off of iTunes. I don't know.